Scudder, my brother was handy. Hey, fantasy, inception. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick her. We need that correction. Talk them out. We flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Fantasy, inception. Mess up a good thing, boy, bro. Like, bro, I'm gonna do the intro. Bro. I'm gonna press the buttons, and you just focus on being ready to talk. I was like, did we or no? Nah, I wanted them to see the background. <laughs> Shout out, did it on purpose. Oh, yeah, sure. Just let them know sure. it starts. Uh, and anyway, what it is? Hopefully, it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy Session Podcast. Today is. November the 17th, and the boys are back in town. As always, wherever you listen to this app, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, leave a comment, leave a like. Shout out to all the viewers, the people that keep coming back. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the people that's winning championships. Shout out to all the people that's on their way to the championships because they in the playoffs. Uh, just shout out to everybody, man. Uh, how y'all boys doing? Doing good, bro. You're, I can't believe it's fucking week 11 already, bro. Right. Shit's What's happening with you, so my boy? insane, bro. It's what up? Legit. What up? What up? What's good, bro? It's just, just it like a, a, a blur, bro. <laughs> Once the season starts, it literally is a blur, bro. That's I'll be insane. ready for we like... Here, man. Yeah. I'm like, how many teams... Let's let's go through them now. When the last time we did this? Let's see how many teams we like are... Just, yeah, just every week. Like, <laughs> every week. All right, cool. Let's see how many teams uh, that you out in now. I think I'm out. I don't came back in some shit that I thought I was out in though. Last time we talked, because even in Sundays though, Sundays. Yeah, like, I'm I'm only out in Sundays, but I I mean I pretty much threw the towel in week like three or four. So, only other one besides that would be the uh, the auction league. Yeah, so. I don't care about that. I'm sabotaging my first round pick. Everybody thought I was gonna be the sorriest team. My team about to go on a win streak, and I got three first still. Let's go. We talking about Sundays? Yes, sir. Hell yeah! But uh, you said you do have your first round pick or no? I don't you have don't mine, have but I got round. three. Oh, okay. I got three gotcha, of them though. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, yeah, I'm out there, man. Was... Hey, this is a good year this year. I'm out there, but I got a chance to have my full, full, full first round by my hell yeah, but. Yeah, so I was looking good, good in a in a good good little bit of my leagues. Um, kind of slipped in legends, bro. I ran into a wall, bro. Fucking mm. Kamara going hurt, getting hurt. Jordan Love taking over and not really giving Adams any value, and it was you know. But it, I feel like everybody runs into a wall eventually. You just you know for sure keep 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 grinding. And shout out to all the injured fantasy players that's coming back. Saquon Barkley. Shout out to all of them, man. The, 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 the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, the, the saviors that's going to win teams championships. The people who bought low on them. Shout out to all of y'all. Hey man, you got to ride this wave. That got shout over. out to Javar and Javar. Shout out to Javar and Carlos. Oh, they oh yeah, with the Oh yeah, I was wrong. Hey, I, I, all right, I was wrong. Hey, Whatever. he ate though. He, he volume. Got, he crazy he, though. But then the backup is, came in. Just volume, bro. He actually looks good out there, bro. Like yeah, he does this look is good. A game where he's got an opportunity, he looked good, bro. So yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to see what he gonna do. Like, is he a free agent after this year? Did they sign I'm him? What, sure. what is the contract situation looking like? Yeah, I'm not sure. He probably will be able to. to Cause I mean he was I don't think he was he came from the uh, XFL did, I want to say something like that yeah or he got, a, a a f or whatever so he's so. probably like on that monster type contract type I ain't really get yeah, to him yeah yeah like a one type. year deal or some shit mm-hmm. man that's gonna be dope um y'all got anything else before we get into the show we got one more question and we gonna get to the Cal Pitts when we get to the Falcons but um do you drop Schultz for commit I don't know I don't know he been on the left Uh I probably wouldn't drop him. Not just yet. Um, I am worried about Schultz, though. Yeah, it is a little bit worrying with uh, Gallabat. He's kind of eating into that target share that he was getting. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if I would drop drop him for Komet just yet. It does. I mean, it does seem like Komet has that that connection with Justin Fields, too. But <laughs> yeah, it's a small just... sample size for Schultz, so I, I would want to wait for that. Yeah, I, I see if you can drop. If you really worried in a pinch, I see if you can manage to drop somebody else like you deep in wide receiver and you got a, 
okay player right there, but you know he's never going to crack your lineup. Mm. Then, then you go out and get that commit. But, yeah, whole way yet for now. Uh, but before we get to the episode, let's go ahead and get a moment of silence out, special moment of silence to uh, young Dolph out there, man. Uh, he lost his life today, if y'all didn't know. All right. So we're going to go ahead and give an eight spec moment of silence out <clears throat> and condolences to all of the, um, his friends and family and stuff like that. It's Dolph. Let All right, man, and we back, and we back. So let's give the people what they're here for. You know what I'm saying? Part one of the best fantasy football start, sits, breakdown, whatever you want to call it, in the world, gunshot. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, so we starting off, you know what I'm saying, Thursday night football. Uh, the New England Patriots come to the Dirty Birds. I'm supposed to be going to that game tomorrow to get my heart broken in person, bro. It's like nothing like that. Um Seven point favorite New England Patriots at the um Falcons over under 47 and a half points. How do you feel about Cal Pitts? That's what everybody want to know about. Um, of course, Cordell Patterson is a game time decision. Uh, Cal Pitts coming off that. Uh, everybody got their ass whooped last week 43 to three, so it was just a, a bad game. I think Matt Ryan even had like negative points or something crazy like that. Um, yeah, that was. Did. That was like earth shattering to me as a Falcon fan. So I didn't want to talk about this game. So I'll let Carlos, who's that, like a fantasy football fan instead of a Falcon fan, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was disappointing, bro, because yeah. it had shootout all over it, man. It was like one of the highest over unders on the week, man. They met the over under. Uh, yeah, but no, nah, no, they didn't because it almost, almost, what was it? almost met it by themselves. It was like 50 something. I was like 50. It was 43 okay. to 3. Yeah. So they <laughs> almost got it by them damn selves, but. You know, I would uh, say this as a Falcons fan, I'm not gonna just be like, oh, who's going to go, go out there and win? I just want to see a competitive game. I want to see them compete. We played well for the previous couple of weeks. I just wanted to see could they translate against a good football team. And it was just devastating to see yeah. them go out there and just do it like that, bro. So yeah. And then Cordell Patterson got injured in that game. So he mm-hmm. was already down really. Then he's like he has a hobble. Cordell Patterson still trying to, you know, play out there. So it was a recipe for disaster, man. And uh, like you said, man, we're moving on to Thursday. So it might <laughs> might be more the same. But, you know, <laughs> I was hoping uh, we got a little break. It's too soon. Nah, bro. Yeah, this is it's too soon. Bad. It, it might be a bloodbath out there. Just to let you guys know. But oh. Cal Pitts, man, he's really the only like playable guy, man. But even him, I'm still worried about him. Mm. Um, just give you some background. He's currently the number five tight end on the year, but he's only scored once. So um, the four guys in front of him all have multiple touchdowns. That just shows you that he – how special of a talent he is for him to be top five in, in top you know, five, among tight ends five, and five. only have one tight end. If he starts getting touchdowns, then the sky is the limit even in his rookie year. Um, six in targets, seventh in catches, 30 yards, and 30 yards per route run among tight ends. So all that sounds great, but the problem is we all know how the Patriots like to play defense. and. They like to take out your number one target. And with no uh, Calvin Ridley and uh, Patterson, the game time decisions not looking like he's going to play, that leaves Pitts as the guy out there. So I'm still starting him, of course, but I am tippering expectations for him because, I mean, it, it could be bad, man. They could triple team him for all we know, bro. So yeah. just be aware of that, but don't get too crazy with it. Um, Matt Ryan, I'm sitting him. I came around came around on him last week too, man. I was like, you know, giving him props, like, hey, bro. Yeah, me too. You know, this dude's been on fire lately, bro. He's been going playing mm-hmm. lights out and shit. And then he comes out here and gets negative points, bro. So <laughs> never again, Matt Ryan. You're dead to me. Um, nine for twenty-two with 117 yards and two interceptions before getting benched in the second half. Um, yeah, like I like I mentioned earlier, he didn't have two of his top three options out there, so that may have something to do with it. But we all know we've seen Aaron Rodgers go out there with nobody and still rise above it, man. And uh, Matt Ryan didn't do that. So with the he didn't do it against the Patriots, five, though. He did it against the Cardinals, one of the uh, another great defense. So I mean, I ain't trying to hear that shit. Uh, with, and then, so, uh, of course, the Patriots are on fire. They're allowing the third fewest points to quarterback. So I am not yeah. even thinking about starting him. Nope. Um, Falcons receivers also not really looking to start them. Gage is really the only one I would consider. He's put up two two goose eggs in his last four games. So two of them guys not looking to start him, and the Patriots are allowing the six fewest points to the position. So to be very desperate to. And this is why I didn't want to talk about the Falcons. I've just been dis. 
would have been depressed typing this up, just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, if you don't have any expectations going into the year, it's not that bad, man. You guys should try it next year. I always have expectations. <laughs> I mean, I don't have no expectations. Yeah, well, you know what they say yeah. the definition of insanity is, right? So I just I just don't want to read about it. I already know how yeah, bad they yeah, are. I just don't want to read about it. Like, oh, they this ranked in this league. This hey, how you feel about how you feel about Wayne Gallman, though? He was like a hot waiver wire pickup this week, um, especially so with the Wayne, Cordell yeah, Patterson. Yeah, Wayne Gallman, Mike Davis, and that, and that just lets you know how the consensus feel about Wayne Gallman because Gabe was able to go into every single league and pick him up for a minimum amount of dollars, and he's excited about that. But everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we feel about him. Um, I feel like he's better than Mike Davis at this point. Like he has more juice in him, bro. But but I don't know. I don't know if if when he got the the run last week was it because they were getting blown out already and they wanted to give him some run or was it because this Davis sucks now? Um, I think Davis is still going to be the pass catching guy, man. And with them as seven and a half point underdogs, I think he probably will have the most value. Like I was saying before we started recording, the only way I see Wayne Gallman really being fantasy relevant tomorrow is if we keep it close. And he's used more like in between the tackles like he was last week. He got like 15 carries last week for like 50-something mm. yards. So, 55. Yeah, so if you, it really just goes to what you think is going to happen. If you think the Falcons are going to be able to keep it close, we have like an implied total of 20 points. So if you think we're going to keep it close, then Wayne Gallman can be more – probably will be more value, uh, valuable. But if you're expecting us to get blown out, which I am, I think Mike Davis will be more valuable. But they're both French plays, so I'm not really like rushing to start any of them. But if you are – have some bye week running backs and you know injuries, and that's that's what I would look look for if I'm deciding to start either of those guys. So yeah, he also caught a pass for 21 yards. Okay, so yeah, maybe he'd be using a, a pass again too. But you know, Mac, Mike Davis actually has multiple games of him seeing at least four targets. He's seen that that number in five of his nine games. So he does profile as more of the pass catcher back out of the two. So that's who I would go for if I think it's going to be a blowout or if we're just going to be trailing the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Mike Davis, man, he's he's been bad, bro. Since week seven, bro. Since the week five, since the week since the bye, bro. He's the number fifty six running back, averaging three point six a game, being outscored by guys like Jamar Jefferson, Matt Breida, and JJ Taylor. So Just, yeah, man. Bro, I, said, bro, I said, what Mike Davis did y'all see last year? To imply that he is worth a fifth round pick this year, we saw volume, that's right? What we saw. But he's not getting so. I mean, <laughs> I will man, say he, he does he break. I like the process, the results then then go then match, but you know it is what it is. He, he does like break tackles out there on the field. He just breaks tackles. Slow no motion. He believe like oh he yeah. broke a tackle. Then he trying to muster up, and then somebody already there. So is he trying to take the next? He sounds slow, just Mike Davis. And then when you look at his picture, bro, he, he sound like he's slow. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> he really is. So. But uh, on to the other side um, for New England, Jacoby Myers is a uh, – I think he's a good start. Finally did it, guys. He finally, finally scored found a motherfucking touchdown, bro. That shit was crazy. Of course, he didn't get it with Mac Jones. It was in garbage time when uh, Brian Hart came in. But no, it was man, in the no. regular season, so it right. still counts. Don't, so, ain't nobody going to know. Ain't nobody going to know exactly. from here on out. Next year, ain't nobody going to know. <laughs> exactly. But that was pretty dope, man, seeing the whole freaking team come off the bench, bro. Like that. Everybody everybody was waiting for this moment, including fantasy players. Bro, hey, they so. probably called the play. Like the coach probably said, I, I called a play for Myers. This play for him. He should score. Nah, but he, he won the he, whole sideline. Like he broke some tackles, dove into the end zone. Bro. That dude wanted that motherfucking touchdown, bro. So it was glad to see him get in the end zone. Hey. And and uh, he, he gets to follow that up with one of the best matchups he'll see all year. Not you know, not only are the Falcons allowing the eighth most points to receivers, but his primary matchup will be against uh, the lowest graded cornerback on the team, uh, which is Williams. Um, out of the slot, he has a PFF grade of 53 and allowing a 77% catch rate. And he has the highest matchup advantage out of all receivers, according to PFF on the week. So. He's a pretty good play. Um, he is only averaging just under four targets a game over the last two weeks, so I'm not going too crazy, but I think he'll be a good uh, low-end wide receiver too this week and a uh, great matchup. Hunter Henry is another start. Um, dude just scores touchdowns. I know regression is going to hit him at some point, but I think we got to stay in, stay in the flames until it happens. Uh, he has seven touchdowns in his last seven games, and he's the number three tight end on the year. Um, the red flag here is that he's doing it on such little volume. He's 14th among tight ends and targets, 14th in catches. Um, but it's just that red zone and end zone uh, usage is what's, you know, why, why he's able to produce so well. 
uh, with the touchdowns. He has a great shot at one every week, fourth in red zone targets, first in end zone targets. So um, I think you got to play him, but just be aware that his floor will be very low when he does get you a game where he doesn't score a touchdown because it's going to happen. He's not scoring a touchdown every single game, and if he does, he'll be a major outlier. So just keep that in mind. Um, he's a tight end, though. That's really what you are you looking for for a tight end. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. But hopefully that doesn't happen this week because he also has the highest matchup advantage according to PFF among tight ends. Um, against Deion Jones has a PFF grade of forty-seven. That is so gross, and allowing a ninety percent catch rate. Like, what is what is he doing? What is Deion Jones doing, bro? I remember he used to be good. I, I told y'all Deion Jones is too small to be playing middle linebacker, bro. I saw a play. I wish I recorded it. I saw a play. Uh, who who did we play? I try to wash it out of my brain. Uh, Tony Pollard took the ball up the middle and yeah. drove my uh, what's his Deion Jones as five yards off the ball. <laughs> No offensive lineman touched him. It was just Tony Pollard, little ass, taking uh, Deion Jones for a ride. And I said, and that is why the Falcons are ass right there. He great for a dime pack. One of many reasons. But, yeah. Goddamn Thomas to meet y'all. Far as sits go, man, I'll call him a fringe player. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He had the game of his young career last week, 114 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns on 25 opportunity. Finished as a top two back um, on the week. Problem with him is Damian Harris is back from his concussion. Uh, He practiced, so it's looking like he will play. And I'm not sure that the Patriots are just going to give Ramondre Stevenson the workload, you know, off of one good game. So – um, it's it's he's gonna be volatile uh, with Damian Harris back, so I think he'll be more of like a fringe flex player, man. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't think I can start him. What what y'all think about that? I like yeah. Damian Harris, especially when they're taking him off the injury like uh, injury list totally. So that means he's probably really healthy. Um, I think with Madre still get some work, like maybe some. Yeah, he will. It's just that ceiling's not gonna be nowhere. Yeah. Near oh no 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 no. No, he's a friend um, started like you said. I agree with but, you. But the same way Harris, Harris is in that same boat. Cause we don't, we just don't because Belichick could definitely go out there and just like, you know, Ramajay is our best, but he is the best back out there. He's he's a better receiving back, and you know, they're about even when it comes to right. But Damian Harris is getting that red zone, red zone work though. Yeah, I think he scored true. a touchdown in every what and, every game, something like that. Harris is on fire too. Um yeah. in the last four games before his concussion, he was the number four running back in average 16. half PPR points. He was also averaging 19 opportunities and 84 scrimmage yards. But like I said, we've seen crazy things happen in the the past with this backfield, man. So I'm not confident about firing any either of them up, but I'm not going to argue with anybody that was because uh, that is because ATL is allowing the fifth most points to running back position. So it's a great matchup, man. I just don't, I I would be nervous if I was starting. That's what I would say. Um, I'm going to start him. Yeah, I, I probably will start Harris. Harris, where I have him, just because he was getting the work before he got injured. But mm-hmm. I'm still gonna be nervous. Uh, Mac Jones is a fringe player for me. Um, he's really the perfect example of how fantasy success doesn't, or real life success doesn't always translate to fantasy success. Last week, he was the second highest graded quarterback, completed 83 percent of his passes, three touchdowns, and no interceptions, and he still didn't get 20 points in four point uh, four point passing touchdown leagues. So that just shows how efficient he needs to be week in and week out to even come close to sniffing that that total. So um, when he's not efficient, he's going to live in that you know quarterback eighteen to twenty eight range, which is where he's been at all year pretty much, um, mm-hmm. except two where he finishes a QB one. With that being said, though, I do think he's in the stream of conversation this week. Uh, the Falcons are allowing tenth most points to the fantasy position or uh, to the QB position. Not starting him as a QB one, but he's a great QB two in Superflex league. So. Um, I think he has one of the safest for us, so I'm cool with him as a QB2. Yeah. And that's all I got. I like him this week, but, um, you know, Javar always trying to sell somebody for a crazy amount of, you know. Javar, what are you, you trying to sell, man? Let me get goddamn Joe Mixon and T. Higgins off the ball. <laughs> Let me get Joe. That's all I want, bro. 
But he, he sent me the classic. We, me and him was uh, uh the, like you know negotiating the trade, bro. He sent me the classic fourth rounder in the deal. I'm like, bro, <laughs> take this fluff out of here, bro. I don't want no fourth round pick, bro. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, but just and the Javon favorite shit, dude. But Javon's favorite shit is, but hey, man, just throw a third on that. Just throw a third or fourth on that. But you don't even just throw a third or fourth on that. But I'm gonna throw a third. You throw a second, bro. No, I'm not throwing no second. Uh, difference is, difference is me, me and uh, Carlos worked out a trade, and it was it's yeah, the yeah. same core players from the first trade I sent. Basically, I sent it back to him. I was like, bro, just keep your fourth round picture, bro. <laughs> keep, keep that job. <laughs> I don't know. He tried to do it in redraft, though. So I don't want that. When I, uh, I sent like Mac Jones, Devontae Williams, and I, I, really, I really just wanted like no. Mac Jones for Kenan Allen or something. He's like, gonna have no wide receiver. Now it's like, well, give me a runner. I know, but. I'm not trading Matt Jeff for Keenan Allen one, never. Two, you, this trade that you sent was Javante Williams and Mac Jones for Joe Mixon and T. Higgins. I looked at that. I said, he'd be really serious. And Davey looked at me like, what? Man, you need a quarterback. You need a quarterback. Anyway, bro, two and a half point favorite. I do need a quarterback, but that ain't going to be that. Damn, bro. Did you put it in a bid on, on Joe Flacco? For me? Nah, bro. Yeah. I got Cam Newton, bro. I'm good. I'm going to boot you over here. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It's the way he said it. It's the, same, it's the way he said it. I got Cam Newton. I'm Gucci over here. I'm good. You go see. I'm good over here, guy. Two and a half point favorite Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings over under 49 points. Um, we got um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams uh, going back where they always destroy the Vikings. So I don't see nothing changing here. How you feel about that side of the ball, Javar? Man, you're going to fire up Aaron Rodgers for sure. I know he had a down week last week that could have been due to some rust, but he still uh, attempted 37 passes for 292 yards. He just didn't get a touchdown and threw one INT. Even against the Vikings defense that's allowing the 12 fewest points to quarterbacks, you know you start Aaron Rodgers. Next up, Aaron Jones is out for at least one or two weeks, so you got A.J. Dillon in line for the start for at least the next two games. He has averaged four yards and uh, per carry and 12 yards per catch this year. He needs to be starting all lineups as the Vikings are allowing around 25 points per game. He has the potential to see 20-plus uh, touches per the games he start with Jones out and could be running back ones in both weeks. So you're firing him up each week on the wide receivers. We only talk about Devontae Adams because that's the only wide receiver that plays for the Packers. It's another year for Adams to, and where he leads the team in targets, reception, and yards again. It's safe to say he's leaving whenever Rodgers is out, right? Uh, but he's a stud, and you're going to start him every week. Uh, that's pretty much it on that side of the ball. On to the other side, we got Kirk Cousins. Uh, don't look now, but Cousins is cornerback 10 on the year and have been playing well despite the matchups. He has scored Three or more, three TDs in four out of his nine games. He has scored at least two TDs in six of his nine games and only two INTs on the year. It's safe to say he is close to a must start each week when he and he's tipped in around 36 passes per game. So you starting uh, Christian Kirk in one and two quarterback leads. Dalvin Cook. Uh, Kirk he's, Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, who I said. Christian Kirk. I don't like Kirk Cousins this week. I ain't gonna hold you. You don't think so? I mean, they're gonna have to score points, bro. Uh, the Packers look at defense is looking real good, but I let you go ahead and finish though. I mean, just on his name, I ain't like Kirk Cousins, but looking up, he's scoring two touchdowns. I, I understand him. I'm talking about, but look at the Packers defense though. I mean, but all right, look at look at the Vikings offense though. They got Dalvin Cook, who has been cooking lately, and three of the four last games he has had 118 all-purpose yards. You're gonna start him every week. On to the wide receivers, man. It's another week for this wide receiver group with a tough matchup. But the, I mean, the Packers are allowing the fifth fewest points to wide receiver. But nevertheless, you're gonna start both of these studs. They produced last week. Uh, against the Chargers, who were allowing the third fewest points to wide receivers at the point. Thielen has scored a touchdown in every game this season, but three. JJ is coming off of back-to-back games. The last three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JJ <laughs> I mean, but still, Kirk Cousins is still throwing touchdowns, so he's going to find him eventually. 
uh, Conklin been getting some of them. JJ is coming off uh, back-to-back games where he scored at least 15 points in PPR league. So you start both of those guys no matter the matchup. And if you start both of those guys, it's pretty much safe to say you can start Kirk Cousins. <coughs> Tyler Conklin, he he had a productive outing last week, scoring his second highest total on the year, which is uh, 14 points in PBR tight end premium leagues. He has scored two TDs, but only caught three or five targets for 11 yards. Like, uh, Nevertheless, this game should be a shootout, and the Packers are allowing the seven most points to tight ends. You're in for another decent week to start conquering if you're in a pinch. Uh, that's pretty much it on that game. I don't like it. You don't like, uh, I don't like it, bro. Uh-oh. But yeah. the, so the Packers, the Packers just put up uh, zero against the um, – Russell Wilson, third. Well, Let's throw uh, that game out. Let's throw that game right. out. Right. That one. Okay. Russell but then they shut down. They shut down uh, Patrick Mahomes the week before. Everybody been doing that. I ain't saying they shut him down, but everybody, Pat, they've been struggling every game. Yeah, Vikings been on points. fire. They bro. had thirteen points in that game. Who? Vikings been on fire. The, bro. the Kansas City Chiefs. I know. That's what they, they were, were a, putting up pretty much the previous. Two games before they, that, he went on like a three-game down stretch. Bro, gay. He don't play tough defenses. I, yeah, I said that last week when I wrote up Patrick Mahomes. I was like, bro, this this gonna be the last week where he's an obvious starter. If he keeps but I'm talking. I'm not. I'm not going against Patrick Mahomes. I'm talking about Kirk Cousins right now. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't like Kirk Cousins finishing the top six quarterback the last two weeks. Quarterback one and five. But, but when is the last time the Packers allowed a, a top a top uh, twelve quarterback uh, finish? But when has Kirk Cousins not been a QB one last? Uh, he finishes a QB one. I last mean, right? Season, he can go both ways. Out of nine games this year, he's been a QB one, so he's been playing good as well, bro. Like, I'm not saying he hasn't he been playing been, good. I'm just saying the Packers, bro. Like, I mean, who would you who who would you start over him? Like, let's let's go through some names. Uh, we got. Uh, would you start him over Cam Newton? Let me look at my fucking rankings. Probably not, though. I mean, I probably would start him over Cam Newton because I don't, I can't, I don't, I do like Cam Newton. I do think he has a good matchup this week, but I don't know if I, I don't know. That's hard. They probably right around the same person to me, bro. To be honest with you, how about uh, Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins? <clears throat> Kirk Cousins. I mean, I'm not trying to Did force him out like of him my life. <laughs> well, I got him at. It really just depends on what your what your what your other options are too, man. Like you know, what I mean, like it's one thing. I mean, like he's a like I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, if I mean, you got I, options, I, I, in one, one, one QB quarterback leads, that's I what I'm talking about. Right you now. can you can probably maybe you got a better quarterback, but two quarterbacks, he's a for sure starter. But yeah, like in sure. one, quarterback leads, one quarterback leads, you got right. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Like you starting Cousins out of all them, you probably starting Cousins over Ryan Tannehill. Like it's a lot of people you starting Kirk Cousins. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like Ryan Tannehill this year. I mean, this week I don't know about that one because it's a high chance that Kirk Cousins come out there and stink it up, and and that doesn't make him bad on the year. That just means Green Bay just continuing with the, doing what Green Bay's been doing. Yeah, they have been playing pretty good defense, but this is a division game, man. He's been playing pretty good, bro. I think he'll he'll be all right. We go see. Um, let's see. That's it for uh, your, that's it for your Tell game. me how much you like Ryan Tannehill. Hey, somebody. What? Segway King. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Houston <laughs> so and the 10 and a half point. Uh, 10 and a half point favorite uh, Titans um, at home over under 44 and a half points. We got Houston starts. I got Brandon Cook, of course, with his first game back with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he saw 14 targets. First time double digit targets since week six. Uh, he caught six of six of um, his targets for 56 yards, but he didn't get into the end zone. Cooks, of course, is, is a target monster, so he's just missing that touchdown department. I think he only has two on the year, so that's always a you know what I'm saying a big downfall. But in PPR leagues, you're just looking for the targets. Uh, he'll see Jenkins this week, who's getting up a 69% catch rate, so that's um, always a good sign for him. Uh, Sits, I got all of the Texas running backs, of course. Um, Houston. Fringe players, we got Tyrod Taylor in his first game back uh, week nine against the Dolphins. He threw the ball 43 times. That's a crazy amount of times. Only 240 yards, three interceptions, didn't score any touchdowns, but he did run the ball three times for 23 yards. 
Um, this week, after a bye week, he gets the Titans, who's arguably the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, the Titans, since week five, are allowed 291 yard, yards passing per game and have allowed 10 touchdowns during that span. So I do like Tyrod Taylor, you know what I'm saying? Um, he could give up, and the Titans are giving up 23 yards on the ground per uh, per game since week five to the quarterback. So I do like Tyrod Taylor. I feel like he could um, give you like a little upside. I don't like him over. So let's see, Tyrod Taylor or Kirk Cousins? That's what it boiled down to to me. Uh, cousins. Uh, cousins. Cousins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't like the way he looked probably last so. week. Probably looked better right. than, than he did. When probably he was his first game, game back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he probably looked better, but I still, mm-hmm. I still need to see it. He still threw mm-hmm. the ball 43 times, though. With no mm-hmm. rushing game, he know they're going to have to throw the ball, and they're mm-hmm. going to be from behind. Mm-hmm. I do I do like Tyrod Taylor. Kirk Cousins is going to have – I think he's going to have a bad week. Um, Danny Amendola, since week thought. seven – he has been second on the team in targets. Of course, after um, Cook's 16 targets over that span of five games, he ha- saw his biggest target share last week, of course, with Tyrod Taylor being back with seven. Uh, he isn't producing much on the yards or uh, touchdowns um, category, but, you know, in PPR leagues, it's not a sexy ceiling, but it gives you a safe floor. Um, the that's pretty much all I got for that Houston side of the ball. There's never really anything popping over there. The Tennessee Titans, of course, he's going to start A.J. Brown. Last week, he did see his lowest target um, production on the year um, since healthy with four targets, catching only one of them for 16 yards. Uh, the Saints defense, a lot of things happened last week. I'm not sure which one did, uh, but he does go up against the uh, Houston Texans who are allowing um, the eighth most fantasy points in the last five weeks to the wide receiver position. So, of course, I see a bounce back for him. I got Sitz, uh, AP, and McNichols. Uh, besides that touchdown for AP, he really hasn't done much. Um, neither has McNichols. We expected him to be the primary target getter out of the backfield, but he's only averaged three targets a game since the King has left and hasn't had over 25 yards. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry is somewhere looking down on him, just so disappointed, man. Like, both you of failed them. me. You failed me. How dare you? You deliberately disobeyed me, like Mufasa <laughs> told Simba. Be, um, nah, he's just looking like it's only one king. That's what they're looking like. <laughs> they look like they like peasants out there. Everybody except like Deontay Foreman. I do like him as a fringe player this week. Um, of course, it has been a three-way situation, which is never good. Um, since the king has been gone, but Foreman seemed to take a little bit of the uh lead in that backfield last week. Um, and he does have familiarity with the offense already. He led the backfield in touches and yards last week with 13 for 78 yards, playing 35% of the snaps. So I do like that. Uh, he gets the Texans, who've given up 133 yards on the ground per game and a touchdown, uh, around the 10th most fancy points to the running back position. So I'd love him. Um, Ryan Tannehill over the last two weeks, his fantasy day has been saved by a rushing touchdown on the goal line. In both games, he threw the ball 27 times and was under 215 times in both games. But in the week, in week five, uh, since week five, Houston has ranked 15th in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback, allowed 253 yards and two touchdowns per game to the quarterback position. Um, so with that lack of consistency and running game. Um, it is affecting him in that scoring department. I will admit that. But I do like him in the Texans this week just because it will be a little bit easier for him to move the ball against them. Um, I think he's a, a good streaming matchup. I think I, I do like him over Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, I probably will take him as well. Super easy matchup. Just because of the matchup. Yeah, just because of the matchup alone. I'm not – like, I do like Kirk Cousins. He is having a good year, but – the Packers have just showed us, like, and they don't even have that. Like, that's what everybody was talking about Monday. Like, you know what I'm saying? The skipping Bayless and all them guys. Oh, the Packers had the best defense. You know what I'm saying? They don't even got Jair Alexander yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, the, and the other guy, Smith, back. You know what I'm saying? They're coming back and blah, 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 blah. Um, how do you feel about – yeah, that's it. That's all I got for that game. Julio John- – uh, who- what was the guy um, – it is one Marcus more like Johnson? a little sleeper. Yeah, yeah. It's one little sleeper. Marcus Johnson. How do you feel about Marcus Johnson? You know, he went he had uh caught five of his six targets last week for hundred yards, didn't mm-hmm. get the end zone, but it was a big play. I think it was one of them for like fifty-five yards or something like that. Um he could be stepping up as that wide receiver two with Julio being out. How do you feel like comfortable enough to start him? He was a big waiver wire. Not kid. yet. I gotta see it more than once for me to feel comfortable with it. Um, it's yeah. good to see. Probably should be on rosters, but uh, not 
really comfortable starting him yet. Slick, that's how I feel about Wayne Galman. Like, unless I have to put him in, he's probably not going to start. But I did, like, if he if he takes over that Mike Davis role, you know what I mean? Especially after, like, they're going to have 10 days off or something. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to play for, yeah. like, another week. Shit, yeah, I like it. If he come out and look good, I like it. Um, But, yeah, that's all I got for that game. So, on to the next game. We got the Saints. You know what I'm saying? As long as we beat the Saints, I really don't even care how this season goes. But we, we beat the, the Saints. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the one point favorited Saints at Philadelphia, uh, 43 and a half points. It's getting cold out there, so we also got to start taking that into effect. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The weather's getting crazy. Last week, I think, was the first snow game, kind of, in Green Bay. It wasn't yeah, like it was, warm, but yeah. it was like it was snowing. So yeah. uh, it was, was, was kind of bad. It, it was mm-hmm. kind of like it looked like flurries from the out, but once like they zoomed in, you see it was it was it was coming down pretty hard. So we also got to mention, um, like, it was like no quarterbacks did good last week. I think Cam Newton like finished as a QB one, and he only had like two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it <this shit> was <laughs> crazy. Bad, bro. Yeah, that was that was horrible. That that um. Green Bay and Seattle game was horrible, bro. Like both these last two weeks, the games have been like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, and maybe not one league pass. Shit. Yeah, I don't like yeah. uh why do I have this? But hopefully uh it looks better this week. Uh but speaking about the Saints, uh Alvin Kamara did return to practice, so hopefully he's trending in the right direction. Of course, you're starting mm-hmm. him if he plays. Uh, that's the only obvious start I would say. Um, sits Adam Troutman. He's uh, actually been leading the team over the last two weeks since Simeon has taken over as a starter, but he's finished with 12 combined points in that span. And, you know, with these flyer tight ends, you need a, either a touchdown or yards to start one of them, and he's not doing either of them. So I'm not starting him. French player, uh, this might shock some people, but Trevor, Trevor Simeon has been pretty pretty good lately, bro, oh, since he's taken over for, as a starter. Um, you probably do have other mm-hmm. options, so I wouldn't start him in a one QB league, but he should be a – He's a. I, I think he's a, a – nice I tried to trade for him. Yeah, for real, damn. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, Legends, Vaughn won't even give him to me. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. But uh, he's actually finished as a QB one um, in the last two weeks. He's finished at ten and four, um, so he's been playing pretty good. Um, Sean Payment, I guess, has put him in a great position to succeed out there. So that's great news. Uh, matchup doesn't scare me away either. Uh, Eagles are about middle of the road against quarterbacks. They're allowing the sixteenth most points uh, to the position. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I wouldn't go crazy and start him over your usual guys, but, you know, in Superflex League, we all know how bad it is when you lose a quarterback or, you you know, you're down one because of a bye, so he's a great option as a QB2, I believe, this week. Saints wide receivers uh, also have them as fringe guys. Uh, none of them are must-starts, but I would rank them Traquan, Deontay Harris, and Ben Callaway. Traquan has ran the most routes since Simeon took over and has put up double-digit points in two of his last three games. So it looks like he's finally starting to come around. Um, also tied for lead, uh, team lead in targets over the last two weeks. Deontay Harris is the other receiver with 11 targets, and he actually has the best matchup of the three. His primary matchup would be against Steven Nelson, who has a PFF grade of 60 and allowing a 71% catch rate. And he also has the highest receiving grade and yards per route run of the three. Only downside with Harris is that he's seeing the field less than uh, the other two guys. He's only coming in on like three wide receiver sets. So he's going to be the most volatile. Uh, Callaway, he scored the last two weeks, but really hasn't done much else. Um, he's failed to top more than three passes or top seven, uh, 30, 37 yards. Um so that's not good news for him. And he'll see the top corner from the Eagles, which is Darius Slay. So I'll be looking for other options, especially if yeah, I had shut down too. Yeah. And the other two guys, man, if you're desperate, man, I mean, you can probably get away starting as like a, a low-end flex. Um, but not excited about either of those guys. On to the Philly side. And, of course, Mark Ingram, if, if Alvin Kamara does sit, of course, you're starting him. He, he handled pretty much all the touches last week. So even with him starting, I think you still play him in his in yeah, he'd be like a, a more of a flex in. play. Yeah, he'd be mm-hmm. more of a flex play. Um, but smash play if uh Kamara's out. Obvious starts is Jalen Hurts um and Dallas Goddard if he's clear from concussion protocol. Miles Sanders, he is a sit for me. Um he's been activated from IR, but we still don't know if he will play. Um, even if he does though, like I said, I don't I would want to wait to see a week. 
Um, see how they divvy up these touches in that backfield. Um, he was getting that workhorse usage before he got hurt. So we don't know if he go back to that. But Jordan Howard has been pretty efficient since he's uh, taken over for him. And then he got off the sky. You got Kenneth Gatewell still out there. So we probably like to run a committee. So I would like to wait a week just to see if uh, – you know, if he's going to go back to that workhorse usage and add to that saints are elite against running backs allowing the third fewest points to the position. So it's just a lot of things stacked up against him this week uh, for me to feel comfortable starting him. Our French player, Devonte Smith. He has been absolutely balling the last couple of weeks, averaging 20 points on six targets and 91 yards a game. Also scored three touchdowns in that span. Um, every other week, I would say, well, not every other week, but most weeks, I would say, you know, he's a must start now. You know, we see rookie receivers kind of break out in that second half historically. But the Saints, not only are they allowing the six fewest points to receivers, but his primary match will be against uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's only mm-hmm. allowing a 57% catch rate. And another concerning factor is the passing volume of the Eagles over the last three weeks. Hertz is only averaging 18 pass attempts a game. So they have literally committed to the run since they waited. Some Miles Sanders got hurt to just say, you know what? Coming back this week. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How that goes, but I, the passing uh, passing volume and the the matchup with Lattimore just is he's more of a fringe player for me. I like I like your take on Sanders. It's a rough week for him. We don't know how to touch. He's gonna uh, break down, and you know. Mm. Unless unless you desperate, that's the only way I, I need him in uh, Sundays. I gotta play him. Okay, hey, Griff is so salty, bro. He is so <laughs> mad, bro. <laughs> that should be so funny, bro. Oh my yeah. god! He does, I, for what it's worth, though, he does have some horrible luck, bro. Like yeah, I think he, he had he he traded for a running back. No, no, I think he drafted Etienne. He gets hurt for the year. He yep. trades for Dobbins. Dobbins gets hurt right after he trades for him. And then he had Derrick Henry as well, and he got hurt, bro. So. Yeah. And yeah, then – guys be cruel sometimes, bro. And then he yeah. traded for Hollywood and then traded for G- Hollywood for Juju. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have did that. He shouldn't have did that in the first place, bro. So then Juju got hurt for the season. <laughs> and, then oh the, and then what's the trade he just did? This he got CH and then CH got hurt and then he got Hunt oh, and then yeah. Hunt got hurt. Oh my God, bro! That and then he just crazy. traded in um in marathon just to try to beat me and lost. Uh, what he traded? Oh, yeah, he traded homeboy Connor. Yeah, right, and then Connor good. came out there and stunk it up. He had an okay game. He's, he's got but his team show, stuck but, it up though. But <clears throat> this is a lesson if. We see well going for this year. If we see him trade for a player, bro, and we have that player, we need to get rid of him immediately because I don't know what that's a we got horrible. Going on that's him, horrible. Everybody been traded for it, been getting hurt. So I don't Damn, I didn't even here. realize that there's like across multiple I got leagues, a question. Is that not even all, just one league. Is that in the back of your mind, like mid season? Like, damn, this is a good trade, but I'm gonna be so mad if I trade, make oh, this trade, yeah. and he get yeah, hurt. It, it, it definitely, definitely, especially if you pay up for a guy, bro. And oh, yeah. that, that's definitely in the back, of even mind. though, but, like, how much shit y'all talk about, like my Michael Carter trade, like, I would have been very pissed. Like, when the CMC went into that blue tent last week. I said, Bruh. motherfucker, bro. You better. <laughs> you better Antonio was waiting for this moment too. Oops, I know, I know. Okay. That's, I didn't even, I didn't even text back. You, I said, why would you say that? You got him on your team, bro. I know, bro. Like, goddamn. And, and and stop telling people when a player gets hurt, bro. We trust we were in. We can, everybody we can see it, bro. That this everybody has hurt. the alert, bro. Everybody got the alert. That you're trolling if you say that shit, bro. And I'm yes, gonna be a smart bro. ass. I just want to be. We gonna be beefing. Yes, bro. Hey, we, hey I, public I, I, service announcement. Public, we need to tweet that out. Hey, public service announcement. Do not contact me when my player is injured. I already uh, know. I know. Hey, that's like that's like you know that's like that. back in high school. What, what minute is this? Yes, uh, that's like we're like the forty fourth, forty third. Probably when we started talking about it. But you know that's like back in high school when you always got that one that's instigating. So when somebody's sitting like that in the chat, this player got hurt, they just instigate so everybody yeah, can kind of jump you. You ain't got that player, bro. Like, <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just wild. Oh, that's it though. I got for that game. Quez Watkins, I, before we do move on, Quez Watkins is like a sneaky, maybe a DFS play. Um, mm-hmm. The second cornerback for the Saints has been gashed all year. We seen Marcus Johnson come out of nowhere last week and have a good game against them. So, 
Quez Watkins is somebody to keep in mind in deeper leagues and in DFS if you're playing him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's probably not even that he's getting gassed so much as that all the targets are going over there because Marshawn Lattimore is right. on the other yeah. side. Of Lattimore. That's true. Good point. Um, Tyler Conklin or Dawson Knox? Uh, I think I like Dawson Knox in his second game back. You know, he didn't he didn't do what we all expected him to do, and I don't like I don't like that Vikings game. I don't, I think that's I like Conklin I better. Yeah, I like Conklin. I just he's it's not enough. He's not getting enough volume, bro. He, he if you don't get no touch, he's just like Hunter Henry. If you don't get no touchdown, exactly. it's a goose yeah. egg. So at least uh, Conklin, he getting targets per game. He gonna get you a, a good five six piece. All right, I'll go with that. With We're all in on five, you know. Let's see, people with a little French fry, a little blue cheese on it. <laughs> you know, let me cut my wings. That should sound amazing right now. Because this shit short, I'm trying to hit up Mary Della, bro. Indianapolis at if Javar come up with his monologues, Indianapolis at um <laughs> seven point favorite Buffalo, uh, over under 50 points. Uh, we got the great white hope. Um, you know, what I'm saying being the great white, did he do good, good things last week? Did great things. Yeah, great great things. things. Yeah, hey, man, he is. He passed to freaking Diggs. Diggs finally had that breakout game. Yeah, two touchdowns. Like, I hate that, I hate that where I needed him to have two touchdowns at, it don't even matter no more. You know what I mean? Like, I have him in, like, a lot of places, and it's like, that shit don't even matter no more. Oh, no, uh, I, I need it. Where I, where I got him, I need it, man. Calvin, yeah. Yeah, Calvin, if you're listening, my butt. Please. Right. Get things right. Get yourself right. If you can come back, come back. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But uh, on Josh I hope Allen. Don't, honestly, because we need to get a top 10 pick. At this point, we're going top five, baby. We we need okay, another generation. Pick, bro. We have him on our fantasy teams, bro. If right. you can come what, back, bro. What's been the playing game? You're still in line. You're still going to lose. We're still going to get our hat beat, bro. What the fuck? Even if we score, true. it ain't like that we can stop people. You know, even if we score, it ain't like we can stop yeah, people. So, uh, on to Josh Allen, who bounced back lovely last week. Uh, he should continue against the Colts because they're aligned the third most points to quarterback. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, man, they had a great matchup last week and both scored under 12 points. Both backs only got seven carries in a blowout game. And Breeder salvaged everybody in with the rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, and the reception touchdown. He only had like four carries himself. So I'm sitting both of these backs, all of these backs, and it's it's it sucks because the Colts are allowing the six fewest points to running backs. So it don't suck. So mm-hmm. it's good what reason you are sitting those people. And we just spoke up Diggs last week. He caught eight catches for 162 yards and one TD. So you know you start him with another great matchup. Beasley has he played sixteen percent of the snaps last week. I don't know why. And, I uh, yeah, huh? I don't know why I thought it was two touchdowns. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Beasley played sixteen percent of the snaps last week. He's been battling through a rib injury, um, and he hasn't. He missed practice today. So uh, if he plays, he's a flex play in a great matchup as the Coast Highline Steph seven most points two wide receivers. But please monitor Beasley. And if he's not playing, um, Gabriel, da- Gabriel Davis is a decent flex play. Um, he got a decent amount of yards last last week with my boy Beasley out. Man, kind <laughs> of decent play. He had like two twenty burst out games in the last. <laughs> he's not playing. He's just talking this shit too. Javar is in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, man. Shout out to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Wi-Fi is not the best. Look at it. Look at it. He's, uh, he's stuck on the screen right <laughs> yeah. now. We just going to go ahead. That's him looking at the router like, what the hell wrong with the damn router, bro? <laughs> uh, I mean, what, ga- what game was he talking about? The fucking Indianapolis or Buffalo. Yeah, we'll let him come back to that game if he get his uh Tuscaloosa internet right. Um, for now, man, we are gonna go ahead and get on to the next game. Look, we get still doing it. Oh no, I guess it. Okay, I believe it. All right, go ahead. All right, we gonna get on to the next game. We got the three point favorited Miami Dolphins at the New Jersey, uh, the New York Jets. Huh? I'm back. That boy was that boy was on the road too. He was spitting. Yeah, I don't know what he was saying. 
Oh, all right, all right. So I was just saying <laughs> it's, it sucks that Beasley is going through this injury. He's playing well lately. So you can kind of count on Gabriel, Dav- Gabriel Davis. You can count him as a French flex play. As uh, for Sanders, he's a good flex play. He's have it, He hasn't won you any games, but he definitely haven't hurt you. So you can count on Sanders in a flex play every week. Uh, Dawson Knox has seen five or more targets in only two of seven games, and he went on over 50 yards and only once this year. He is TD dependent each week, making him boom or bust. The Colts are allowing the second most points to tight ends, making Knox a decent start this week. And that's uh, on the to the other side. We got my boy Carson Wentz, who is quarterback 13 on the year, uh, and that's that's crazy. <laughs> If you told me they're right. If you told me once been quarterback thirteen on year, that's wild. He has scored at least two touchdowns in seven out of his ten games, averaging around thirty-three passes attempts per game. I didn't see him throwing over thirty times a game. Um, but this week he had his touches toughest matchup to date plans the Bills who are allowing the twelve points, two quarterbacks per game. With buys and a couple injuries, he's still worth the start in quarterback two leagues. But in quarterbacks one league, you can probably pivot somewhere else. Uh, on to Jonathan Taylor. He is going crazy, man. You feel me? In the last seven games, he is averaging 143 all-purpose yards and a total of 10 touchdowns in that span. You start this study every week, even lining up against the Bills, who are lining second-fewest points, two running backs. Uh, I don't really think you can trust Nahe Himes at this point. Uh, he's boom or bust, and we don't know uh, when he's going to get his touches. Taylor is getting a decent amount of receptions per game, so we don't we can't call it Nahe Himes breakout game anymore. Why uh, do you keep saying Nahe? It sounds like it sounds like Nahe, but you know I just be saying I just be saying it quick Nahe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> Nah, he, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, that is hilarious, bro. That was, I, just, oh, bro, bro, I got a little trick in high school when I used to forget people's name. I just remember like the first <laughs> syllable. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Ty, you know, just say the first couple syllables real quick. I just say, so first syllable, they'll hear that part and they'll turn around. you be like, what's up? I'm telling you, but it work every time. Oh, my All right, God. Bro. Bro. Uh, Michael Pittman, uh, this is going to be a rough game for Michael Pittman and the rest of the wide receivers. The Bills are giving up the first few points to wide receivers. And uh, Pittman may see a lot of Tredavious White over the weekend. If you take away Pittman monster 15 target game against the Titans, he has averaged around five targets for 73 yards in the last five of his six games. He is worth a flex play as he has scored five touchdowns in the last six games. I don't trust any wide receiver. Hilton is a desperate flex play. He has seen at least four targets, one playing. And that's about it on that game. If y'all got something. Nope. I do like Michael Pittman. Always Michael Pittman. Um, yeah, I'm going to start Michael Pittman. He definitely will have yeah. a tough matchup this week. Um, yeah, I, so, I yeah. did want to down to like a flex play. Yeah, just adjust your expectation. And there are seven-point underdogs. The Colts are? That might be a good betting opportunity, man. I just feel yeah. like it's no well, just a way, but I just their defense is pretty. De- oh, are you saying the other way? Which way are you saying? Well, no, no, I just don't think they'll lose by more than seven. I think they'll they'll play them pretty tough. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, that's what I'm they're saying. I, I like the team, points. You know what I'm saying? So, I take the points. I don't think they lose. I think their defense is, will keep them in the game. Yeah, but if they do, if they do fall behind early in the game or just throughout the game, they're trailing by a lot, then uh, Naeem Hines could be. Just, could give you some flex value because yeah. I feel like the in the you know last few weeks he hasn't been seeing much work because they've been you know cruising in these games pretty much so um or it's been a close game so he doesn't really get get work when it's a close game so um if you think they're gonna get blown out then Naeem Hines could give you some flex value and it's in um in Buffalo it's expected to be a windy day oh cool um uh, on to the last game of the episode Yep. Three-point favorite at Miami at the Jets, who would have got an over-under uh, 45 points. We got Miami starts for me, uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, in the last – in the I said, bro, just right? say Tua, bro. Just Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I like the way this shit sounds. I, 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 I thought it was a tang. My bad. Tagovailoa. 
Tua Tagovailoa. Now right, you can maybe say it too many times. Now it don't sound right. Um, came in the last week in relief after halftime. Um, shout out to all the Jacoby Brissett starters uh, last week. That was the lamest shit ever, bro. Um, literally was reason- Yes, literally was the reason I lost the game because he took him out in the <laughs> fucking halftime, bro. He was ready to play. He was ready <laughs> to go back in, bro. Yes, he put his helmet back on, and Buddy tapped him and said no. Coach he said, wasn't hurt. Not so fast. Oh, <laughs> not so fast, my God, friend. Bro. Oh, I got a hurt thumb. They could throw better. He did. He did, he did both of them dirty because two so of them. I, I got a question. To start though. the game, bro. Yeah, exactly, bro. Just start them. To get Brissett, like you picked him up off waivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over who? Trevor Simeon went out there. Like Brissett had to be the only nah, person. I don't think he right. was starting by the time. I don't think Simeon was starting yet by the time he picked up Brissett. Oh. No, it was last game. Yeah, it was last game. No, no, yeah. I've been had. I think I've been had Brissett on my team. Okay, bro. okay, okay. I want to say you picked Brissett up right when when we were when, playing when each Tua other. got hurt him against me. That was yeah, last week. right when Tua got hurt. I picked up Jacoby Brissett. He just always been on my team. Yeah, Simeon was already picked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, uh, he is expected to be the starter going up against the Jets since week five. The Jets have given up the most fantasy points to pretty much every position um, that is on the field, allowing two, 325 yards per game and 2.4 touchdowns to the um, fan, uh, to the quarterback. I love Tua this week. I also love Jalen Waddle. Um, he's an every week starter now. He shouldn't, you shouldn't have to question him when you put him in your lineup since week five. He is tied second with Cooper Cup and targets in the NFL. Uh, he also has a great matchup against Michael Carter, the cornerback. Um, Mike Jacecki put up a donut last week. That was probably one of the grossest things ever. TJ Hawkinson also put up a donut. That was also pretty gross for both of those guys. Um, but he did get seven targets. He just didn't catch them. Um, and then in that tight end landscape, there's really not many people you can actually just start over Mike Jacecki. Um, Second in targets for tight ends since week five, only behind Travis Kelsey, but he's only scored one touchdown in that span. The Jets are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to the um, tight end position over the last five weeks, so I do like him in a bounce-back week. Um, We got some fringe players. I got Miles Gaskins, um, easily one of the biggest fantasy disappointments out there. Uh, I think that goes without saying only like uh, only had one double-digit fantasy game. Only had double-digit fantasy games in four out of the last ten games this season. Uh, since week five, since that week five Big Ten target game, um, the two touchdown games. He's still the running back too, though. Uh, he's gross. He's averaged a healthy sixteen touches, a uh, sixteen touches per game, only forty-seven yards, and had two touchdowns in that span since week five. Uh, with that volume, you do expect him to be have a good running back floor, but he looks gross. Um, luckily, the Jets um, are allowing running backs to pretty much do whatever they want to him to them. Um, so I do expect him to have a good game this week. Hopefully, if he doesn't do it this week, then it's gross. Um, uh, that's yeah, pretty much um, it. Just to just to to follow up on Gaskin, bro. He has sixty four yards on. 32 carries the last two weeks, bro, which is mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Um, but as uh, you know, homie Q said, um, he he's really toxic this year because he's had he's been off and on in his production. Like he'll have a double digit point game, then a single digit point game, double digit single single digit. So last week he had the single digit. So with the matchup and the you know the trend that's been happening this year, then he is due for a big game. So mm-hmm. um, I, I, I like him this week. Yeah, I mean, and especially in the running back landscape out there, like how it is, I mean, it's, it's not much you can. Shout out to The problem is, though, bro, because last year, it might be the offensive line, too, because the offensive mm-hmm. line, I believe, got worse since yeah. last year. But <laughs> he, he looked way better last year. Like, he actually looked like a good running back. He looked back like a running year. back, yeah. yeah. But, at, but at times, though, but I don't think it could be all the offensive line because at There's times we've seen line. other running backs look better than Miles Gaskins. It wasn't like he, other running backs. Like, we've seen Malcolm – we seen Malcolm Brown look good at, at points, and we seen Solomon, uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, Ahmad, Ahmed's look good. I don't know about Brown. Okay, Ahmed for sure. Yeah, definitely look good, better at some points. Um, yeah. But hopefully for my Scott Fishbowl team, they don't take him out. Uh, New York Jets. So we got some starts. Michael Carter, of course, played against the Buffalo Bills, and we we didn't expect much, but he did find the end zone. 
Um, and he did see six targets that caught four, um, for 43 yards. Um, since week seven, he leads all running backs in targets with 29 and receiving yards with 242. That's in the NFL. Uh, the Dolphins since week five have given up the fewest fantasy points to the running back position, but that's most likely due to the passing defense just being terrible um, more than the running defense being dominant. Um, Carter does have a solid running back floor, especially since he's getting the bulk of the carries. Um, so I do like him as an every week starter. Since we got pretty much, uh, I don't know, man. I was looking at the Jets game, and normally it's gross. So of course, the big news I forgot to mention is Joe Flacco is officially the starter. So this could just be me trying to find like uh, a, a hope in a way. But I got a lot of fringe players for the Jets, uh, so I'll go through them. Let me see how y'all feel. Joe Flacco. Um, I got him at in super flex leagues. I got him as a fringe player. Uh, he's officially been named a starter. Came in, did three for three, 47 yards and a touchdown. The Dolphins are allowing on uh, average the third most fantasy points. Um, third most fantasy, uh, third most fantasy points a game since week five. Over 300 yards per game and at least one touchdown. Um, during that span. So I do like him in, in, in flexible and super flex lineups. Um, I went out and put a bid on him. So I got $0. So fuck it out if I put a bid on him. Um, Todd Johnson uh, remains fantasy relevant, even with the lack of rushes. He's still seeing targets with eight targets last week against the Bills. He's actually eighth in the league uh, among running backs, four targets since week six. So that's a pretty good scratch. And that's a pretty good. Um, you know, consistency and targets that you like to see for running backs, especially in the landscape. So I like him. He's a flexible play. Um, I wouldn't force him in your lineup, but he does have a safe floor as long as he's seeing those targets in, in PPR leagues. Elijah Moore, he's on that mini breakout, um, like uh, Devontae Smith, now seen 26 targets uh, since their bye week in week six, catching 17 of them for 208 yards and three touchdowns, um, including one from Joe Flacco last week. Uh, they're <clears throat> they're using more all over the field. Uh, twenty one percent of the uh, of his routes he's being targeted on. The Dolphins are allowing the most fancy points to the wide receiver position over the last five games. So I think we could see Moore's um out outbreak uh continuing. I do think Joe Flacco is probably going to be the best quarterback that they've had in that backfield. Even though Joe Flacco sucks, um, I still think he's probably going to be better than Mike White and um Zach Wilson. Uh, Corey Davis, I think you could um, start him also after missing two weeks. He came right back in, seven targets, caught five of them for 93 yards, just didn't get into the end zone. He will have a hard matchup against Xavier and Howard, um, but he also had a hard matchup last week against the uh, against the Bills, and he came out and did good. So he still had 93 yards. So I like him as this week. Jameson Crowder, also I like him this week, predominantly plays in the flex. Crowder. Uh, when he's been healthy this year, he has been a part of the offensive game plan in every game. Uh, he hasn't seen less than six targets this whole year. Uh, Coleman, who handles most of the slot assignments for the Dolphins, is giving up 73% uh, catch rate. And he's graded at 54 by PFF. He's probably the, the weakest of the cornerbacks. Of course, they got Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. So I do think uh, Crowder also provides you a safe floor with uh, six targets. Um how y'all feel about that? Uh, only thing I will, um, I'm worried about with Carter is he got a lot of them targets. Most of those targets came when Mike White was a starter. He's like the check down king. Um, him and Ty Johnson too. So, um, it will be interesting to see how Joe Flacco. You know, every quarterback has different tendencies. Who they like to target, man. Mike White. It was the running back. So, I definitely think you should still start him, but. I wouldn't be expected a heavy target volume like he's been seeing. Like he was getting like over 30% target share in every Mike White game. So I'm um, not expecting that, but you know, something to, to watch for going forward. I, 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 I'll be more worried about Ty Johnson because um, last time I think when Flacco was starting, he was still targeting running backs a good bit. And then when, it, when he checked down, Flacco does. So, but right. I, I still be worried about um, Ty Johnson though. I don't think he's going to do it as much as Mike White. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, but they're both getting the the back, the share of the backfield. Um, since, what's that, week six, um, Michael Carter is 
snap percentages have went down to more of a 50 50 share between him and Ty Johnson. So, yeah, and it's like two games last week and he got on the field, so you Mm -hmm. know, that's kind of muddy things up as well. Yeah, so it's not like I I think it was like two games in a row where he has he dominated like 70% of the snaps. Mm -hmm. The the last two games has been uh under 60%. So they are splitting the backfield back there. So that is, I, I do think that makes Ty Johnson a little safe, especially he had eight targets. So I think even at the yeah. worst, he probably gets like five. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think he's safe. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a lot of motherfuckers that you can start this week. It's crazy out there. Yeah, bro. It's always like this when we get to week 11, bro. Motherfuckers mm-hmm. be all hobbled and shit. Only the strong survive, baby. Yep. Um, if that's it, I don't got nothing else. If y'all don't got nothing else. That'll do it. Appreciate everybody for listening, man. That was part one. Uh, part two on Friday. You know we're going to be at. Pull up to our live session as it starts and sits. Um, other than that, man, check me out on TikTok. I'm trying to get TikTok famous. Let me find the <laughs> outro. <laughs> we out. Peace. <laughs>